For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures I will arise and go forth to the house of my young I will arise and go forth to the house of my father I will arise and go forth to the house of my young House of my young Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject the sacrifice of praise. This is part two of the series. So let's continue our study on the sacrifice of praise or the todah or the thank offering and see what other things that it is associated with. First of all, we're going to see that the todah or the thank offering is going to be associated or connected with the shalem or the peace offering. So we can see this in Leviticus in chapter 7, verses 11 and 12, as it is written. And this is the law of the sacrifice of the shalem, or the peace offering, which he shall offer unto the Lord. And if he offer it the shalem for a todah, a thank offering. So in Leviticus chapter 7, verse 11, the peace offering is the Strong's number 8002. It's the Hebrew word shalem. And one of the applications or meaning of the peace offering, it's an offering for alliance or friendship. In other words, it's an offering that's associated with having table fellowship with someone. Or in other words, it is an offering associated with having a personal relationship with the God of Israel. So if we want to have table fellowship or a personal relationship with the God of Israel, we must bring to him a todah or a thank offering. Because in the rest of Leviticus chapter 7 verse 12 it is written, And if he offer it, the shalem, the peace offering, for a todah, a thanksgiving, then he shall offer with the todah, the thank offering, the sacrifice of thanksgiving. So from this we can see the principle that the todah or the thank offering is associated with us having table fellowship or a personal relationship with the God of Israel. In Psalm chapter 50 verse 14 it is written, Offer unto God todah, thanksgiving thank offerings. We can also see how the shalem, the peace offering, is linked with the todah, the thank offering, in Second Chronicles chapter 33 verse 16, as it is written. And he repaired the altar of the Lord. Spiritually, what is our altar? It is our heart. And why would we need to repair our altar, our heart? Is because it's been wounded. So what's involved in repairing or restoring my wounded heart? Goes on to say he sacrificed there on peace offering, shalem, and thank offerings, todah. So how are we to bring this thank offering to have table fellowship or a personal relationship with the God of Israel? It says we're supposed to offer this thanks and praise unto him with unleavened cakes. Unleavened is the Strong's number 4682. It's the Hebrew word matzah. And unleavened bread represents without sin. 
The God of Israel wants us to be holy before him. We can see this in Leviticus chapter 19 verse 2 as it is written, Speak unto all the congregation of the children of Israel and say unto them, You shall be holy. The Hebrew word is kadosh, for I, Yahweh your Elohim, am holy. In 1 Peter chapter 1 verses 15 and 16 it is written, But as he which has called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. That's the King James Old English way of saying the way we live our lives or our lifestyle. Be holy in your lifestyle. Because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. Leaven in the Bible represents sin. In 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 6, it is written, Your glorying is not good. Know you not that a little leaven leavens the whole lump? Paul goes on to explain in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, Purge out therefore the old leaven, that you may be a new lump, as you are unleavened. For even Messiah, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. So when Yeshua died on the tree, he offered unto us through the shedding of his blood the forgiveness of our sins if we will come before him and repent of our sins. So when we receive Yeshua into our heart and our lives, there is a blood covenant exchange. He takes upon him our sins and he bestows upon us his righteousness. So in having the righteousness of Yeshua, we are to live a holy lifestyle through the help and the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. That is how and why we are unleavened in Yeshua. The Bible gives different examples of leaven or sin. One is hypocrisy. In Luke chapter 12 verse 1 it is written, In the meantime when they were gathered together in innumerable multitude of people, insomuch that they tread one upon another, he began to say unto his disciples, First of all, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. Another leaven of the Pharisees is they wanted status among men. In Luke chapter 11, verse 43, it is written, Woe unto you, Pharisees, for you love the uppermost seats in the synagogues and greetings in the markets. In Galatians chapter 5, verses 19 through 21, Paul explains how leaven is associated with the works of the flesh. And he explains in Galatians chapter 5, verse 19, The works of the flesh are manifest, and they are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Leaven is associated with the things that the God of Israel hates. And these things are outlined for us in Proverbs chapter 6, verses 16 through 19, as it is written. These six things does the Lord hate, yea, even seven are an abomination unto him. A proud look, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked imaginations, feet that be swift in running to mischief, a false witness that speaks lies, and he that sows discord among brethren. In 1 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 1 and in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 verses 20 and 21, Paul outlines 
further leaven that was associated with the Corinthians. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 1 it is written, It is reported commonly that there is fornication among you, and such fornication as is not so much as named among the Gentiles that one should have his father's wife. Then in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 verses 20 and 21, For I fear lest when I come I shall not find you such as I would, and that I shall be found unto you such as you would not, lest there be debates, endings, wraths, strifes, backbitings, whisperings, swellings, tumults, and lest when I come again my God will humble me among you, and that I shall bewail many which have sinned already, and have not repented of the uncleanness and fornication and lasciviousness which they have committed. Spiritually, unleavened bread is associated with truth and sincerity of heart. Paul explains this in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 7 and 8, as it is written, Purge out therefore the old leaven, that is, the sin of the old man and the desires of the flesh that's associated with how we thought and behaved before we committed our lives to Yeshua. So purge out that old leaven that we may be a new creature in Messiah, that we may be a new lump. Because in Him, because He's given us His righteousness when we believe on Him, you are unleavened. Therefore let us keep the feast, not with the old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity of heart and truth. So what we're studying is the relationship between the Todah, the thank offering, and having table fellowship or personal relationship with the God of Israel, which is expressed through the peace offering or the Shalem. And the relationship that the God of Israel wants with us is to walk in truth, live a holy life, and have pureness or sincerity of heart before him. So what is truth? We can see from Psalm 119 verse 142 that the Torah is truth as it is written. Thy righteousness is an everlasting righteousness and your Torah is the truth. We can see that the Torah is truth in Malachi chapter 2, verse 1 and verse 6 it is written. And now, O you priests, this commandment is for you. The Torah of truth was in his mouth, and iniquity was not found in his lips. He walked with me in peace and equity, and did turn many away from iniquity. So from these verses we can see that the Torah is truth. And next, from John chapter 16, verse 13, we can see that the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth, as it is written. Howbeit when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you in all truth. So the Torah is truth, the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth, and Yeshua is truth. John chapter 14, verse 6, Yeshua said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. So given that the Torah is truth, the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth, and Yeshua is truth, that should help us to understand Second John chapter 1, verse 4, as it is written. I rejoice greatly that I found of your children walking in truth. So what are they doing in walking in truth? They believe that Yeshua is the Messiah, they're following his Torah, and they're doing it by his Holy Spirit. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 8, when Paul mentions that we should live our lives with the unleavened bread of sincerity as well as truth, 
Sincerity is a reference to having a pure heart and pure motives. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 8, it is written, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 22, it is written, Seeing that you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren, see that you love one another with a pure heart fervently. So now let's go back to Leviticus chapter 7 verse 12, where we are told once again that if we bring a shalem, a peace offering, or desire to have table fellowship or a personal relationship with the God of Israel, that we are to bring todah, a thank offering unto him. We're to thank him for who he is, for all of his blessings, for his goodness, his kindness, and his mercies. And in doing so, we're supposed to bring matzah, unleavened bread, which speaks of we're supposed to live a holy life before him, because this is what he requires if he's going to use us in his kingdom, to bear fruit for his kingdom and to minister to others, which is expressed through bringing the matzah anointed with oil. And the word anointed is the Strong's number 4886. It's the Hebrew word mashak. It means to anoint or be anointed. And from this word mashak, we have the word mashiach or messiah, which means the anointed one. So in other words, the todah, the thank offering, is associated with consecration in consecrating our hearts and our lives to the God of Israel for his plans and purposes in our life. We can see how unleavened bread was used for consecration in Leviticus chapter 8 verses 26 through 28 as it is written. And out of the basket of unleavened bread that was before the Lord he took one unleavened cake and a cake of oil bread in one wafer and put them on the fat and upon the right shoulder. And he put all upon Aaron's hands and upon his son's hands and he waved them for a wave offering before the Lord. And Moses took them from off their hands and burnt them on the altar upon the burnt offering. They were consecrations for a sweet savor. It is an offering made by fire unto the Lord. So when we have the phrase an offering made by fire, this is spiritually speaking to trials, tribulations, and persecutions. These things are a part of our consecration to the God of Israel, as in our relationship with him, we express a heart of praise and thanksgiving unto him for who he is and for his many blessings toward us. We can further see how unleavened bread was used for not only consecration, but sanctification. Exodus chapter 29, verses 1 and 2, it is written, And this is the thing that you shall do unto them that hallow. The word hallow is the Strong's number 6942. It's the Hebrew word kadash, which means to sanctify, to separate, to be made holy. So what do we do if we want to be holy vessels before the God of Israel? We are to bring unleavened bread, that's matzah, which refers to living a holy life, with sincerity and purity of heart, tempered with oil, and wafers unleavened, anointed with oil. So these things are a part of our consecration and sanctification under the God of Israel in preparation for his anointing upon our lives. His anointing is his favor upon our lives, and his blessings to do what he's called us to do unto and for his kingdom in living our lives. The Hebrew word for Messiah, which is Mashiach, means to be anointed. We can see this from the book The Messianic Idea in Israel by Joseph Klausner on page 7. 
As he explains, the Hebrew word Mashiach means anointed, and most often, biblically, the anointing was done with oil. And in the Bible, Israelite kings and high priests were anointed with oil. Next, let's see how priests in Israel were anointed. In Exodus chapter 29, verse 5 and verse 7, it is written, And you shall take the garments and put upon Aaron the coat and the robe of the ephod. And it goes on to say, Then you shall take the anointing oil and pour it upon his head and anoint him. So Aaron was a high priest of the nation of Israel. Next, we can see that kings in Israel were anointed. In 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 1, it is written, Samuel also said to Saul, The Lord sent me to anoint you to be king over his people, over Israel. So literally, historically, in the nation of Israel, the high priests and kings of Israel were anointed. Spiritually, the body of Messiah is a holy priesthood. We can see this in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 5 and verse 9, as it is written. You also, as lively stones, are built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Yeshua HaMashiach. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. So the God of Israel wants us to live holy lives before him so that we can be anointed in service to him. We can see how the body of Messiah are kings and priests in his kingdom, as it says in Revelation chapter 5 verse 10, and he has made us unto our God kings and priests, and we will reign on the earth. Then in Revelation chapter 20 verse 6, Blessed and holy is he that has part in the first resurrection, but they will be priests of God and of Messiah and will reign with him a thousand years. So the Todah, the thank offering, is not only associated with consecration and sanctification, but it is associated with restoration. In 2 Chronicles chapter 29, verses 1-3, through 3, it is written, Hezekiah began to reign when he was five and twenty years old. In other words, twenty-five years old. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord. And in the first year of his reign, in the first month, opened the doors of the house of the Lord and repaired them. So what's going to be the process in bringing restoration to the house of the God of Israel? So remember, we're told in Hebrews chapter 3 verse 6 that we spiritually are Yeshua's house. So what then is done to repair the house of the Lord? Goes on to say in Second Chronicles chapter 29 verses 4 and 5, And he brought in the priests and the Levites and said unto them, Hear me, you Levites, sanctify now yourselves and sanctify the house of the Lord God of your fathers. So since we are priests before the God of Israel, our house or our lives or our relationship with the God of Israel gets restored when we endeavor to be sanctified before him. Next, we can see the Todah, or the thank offering, is associated with purification. Nehemiah chapter 12, verses 30 and 31, it is written, And the priests and the Levites purified themselves and purified the people, and the gates, and the wall. Then I brought up the princes of Judah upon the wall, and appointed two great companies of them that gave thanks. So, in the purification process, we are to give Todah, a thank offering, unto the God of Israel. One of the ways we express the Todah, or the thank offering, and praising the God of Israel. We can do so as a proclamation of our lips. We can do so in song, but we can also do so in prayer. 
We can see this in Second Chronicles chapter 29, verse 11, as it is written, My sons, be not now negligent, for the Lord has chosen you to stand before him to serve him, and that you should minister unto him and burn incense. So what's the spiritual meaning of burning incense? Psalm 141, verse 2, Let my prayer be set forth before you as incense. Next, we're going to see how the todah, or the thank offering, is associated with song and worship. Second Chronicles chapter 29, verse 25 and 26, it is written, And he set the Levites in the house of the Lord with cymbals, with psalteries, and with harps. For so was the commandment of the Lord by his prophets, and the priests with the trumpets. We can see this as well in Nehemiah chapter 12, verse 27, as it is written. And at the dedication of the wall of Jerusalem, they sought the Levites out of all their places to bring them to Jerusalem to keep the dedication with gladness, both with todah, thank offerings, and with singing, with cymbals, psalteries, and with harps. So furthermore, we can see this principle in Psalm chapter 69, verse 30, as it is written. I will praise the name of God with a song and magnify him with todah, a thank offering. Next, we can see how the thank offering is linked with the burnt offering. Second Chronicles chapter 29, verse 27 and 28, it is written. And Hezekiah commanded to offer the burnt offering upon the altar. And when the burnt offering began, the song of the Lord began also with the trumpets. And all the congregation worshipped, and the singers sang, and the trumpeters sounded, and all this continued until the burnt offering was finished. So what's the spiritual meaning of the burnt offering? The burnt offering represents a total commitment from the heart. In Leviticus chapter 1, verse 3 and verse 9, it is written, If his offering be a burnt sacrifice, he shall offer it of his own voluntary will at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation before the Lord. And the priest shall burn all on the altar to be a burnt sacrifice, an offering made by fire. So first of all, we see that the burnt offering, like the thank offering, is to be given of our voluntary will. And the burnt offering, as the name implies, is totally consumed. So the total consumption of the burnt offering spiritually represents total commitment. And the burnt offering was placed on the altar, which represents our heart. So now we can see how the sacrifice of praise, or the todah, or the thank offering, is linked with the burnt offering. In other words, given a total commitment of our heart and our lives to the God of Israel. In Second Chronicles chapter 29, verse 31, it is written, Then Hezekiah answered and said, Now you have consecrated yourselves unto the Lord. Come near and bring sacrifices and thank offerings, todah, unto the house of the Lord. And the congregation brought in sacrifices and thank offerings, as many as were of a free heart burnt offerings. So in order to have table fellowship, a personal relationship with the God of Israel, the shalem, the peace offering, it is associated with the todah, or the thank offering, meaning that when we seek to have table fellowship or a personal relationship with the God of Israel, he wants us to come before him with an attitude of thankfulness for what he has done for us and with a heart of song and praise unto him. In doing so, he wants us to give unto him a total commitment of our lives, having a pure and sincere heart while seeking to live a holy life before him. So now let's summarize what we've covered 
Well, that's going to conclude part two of the series on the subject, The Sacrifice of Praise. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.